Hey, this is Matt Stacy, youth pastor at New Life, and this is our podcast. I hope that the preaching and teaching you listen to here encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with God. This podcast is a ministry of New Life, and as such, is completely free to the listener. That being said, if you feel led to give to this ministry, we want to make that available to you. You can text GIVE to 833-793-0451. You can also give online through the Tithely app by searching New Life Tabernacle. Thank you, and we hope you enjoy the message. My favorite topics to preach about. Last week, we celebrated Pentecost and the day of Pentecost. And Brother Stacy did an excellent job preaching about Pentecost. Amen. Today, well, let's read our text first. Acts chapter 2, verse number 42. The Bible reads like this, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. I want to preach just for a little bit after Pentecost. After Pentecost. If you wouldn't mind praying with me, over this Jesus we thank you for another opportunity in your house to hear your word Lord I ask that you would help me to preach in a way that you can anoint Lord help me to say something worth saying to these precious people let the seed of your word fall on good ground in Jesus precious name we pray amen you can be seated After Pentecost, I am so thankful today. I am so grateful today to be an apostolic. I am grateful for Pentecost. I'm grateful for the difference that Pentecost has made on my family. I'm grateful for the difference that Pentecost has made on my life. I'm grateful for the promise of the Holy Ghost and the power of the Holy Ghost. There's nothing in the world that is like the Holy Ghost and the power of the Holy Ghost. What took place on that day in a little upper room 2,000 years ago with just a few hungry souls absolutely shook the world and it changed the world and the world has not been the same since that day Jesus poured out of and I'm, and I'm, I'm forgive me for repeating just a little bit we might repeat last week's sermon just a little bit getting started into this one but I just want to have an opportunity to preach about Pentecost for just a minute Jesus poured out of his spirit upon those hungry souls and he breathed 
life into them. And that's exactly what he did on the day of Pentecost. See, without the Holy Ghost, we are just dead men and dead women walking. Without the Holy Ghost, that's all that we are. We're we're just dead men walking. Without the Holy Ghost, a church is just a dead church. Without the move of the Spirit, a nation is hopelessly lost. Without a move of the Spirit inside of a person, they're just dead and dying, but with the Holy Ghost. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. With the Holy Ghost, we have power that we didn't have before. You want to know what 2021 needs more than anything else? Right now in the political world, they're looking for the next great politician in the sports world. They're looking for the next great uh, football player or basketball player. They've been trying to replace Tom Brady for 10 years now but you know what we need in 2021 it's not another celebrity it's not another politician it's not another person with influence what we need more than anything in 2021 is another great move of God's spirit and we need it to get a hold of us from the top of our head to the sole of our feet we need it to get in us and through us and change us and change our families and change our schools and change our communities you know what our schools need more than anything in 2021 they need a move of ours of the spirit you know what our jobs need more than anything not another great intellect not another great philosopher our jobs need a move of the spirit Our families need a move of the Spirit. Our church needs a move of the Spirit. Our friends need a move of the Spirit. We need a move of God. We are people of the Spirit today. We want it in us and through us and all around us. We want to breathe the Spirit today. That's what we are, people of the Spirit. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost changes things. It changes people. There's nothing like the power of the Holy Ghost. What the Holy Ghost does, it causes drunks to give up alcohol. It causes adulterers to give up adultery. It causes fornicators to give up fornicating. You know what else it does? It causes liars to give up lying and cheaters to give up cheating. It causes haters to give up hating and abusers to give up abusing there's nothing like the power of the Holy Ghost we don't need another self-help book we need a move of the Spirit you don't need more counseling you need a touch from Almighty God I still believe that just one touch of the Spirit can change a life can pull a life out of darkness and change them and make them new Hallelujah. But you want to know what the greatest thing that the Holy Ghost was able to do in the lives of those disciples? It gave them staying power. Staying power. My Bible says you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall become witnesses. 
When you look at that word witness, that doesn't mean just somebody who walks around beating down every door in the neighborhood. That's not what it means. It doesn't mean that it's going to give you some extra boldness to talk to somebody who you couldn't talk to before. You know what the word witness means? It means martis. That's where we get, that's the, that's the Greek word for it, martis. That's where we get our word martyr. You know what witness is? A witness is a martyr. A witness is somebody who is so convinced of their position that they're willing to lay down their life for it. That's what a witness is. And Jesus was standing and talking to the disciples. And he said, you're going to receive power to become witnesses. Why was it important for them to hear that? That they were going to receive power. See, before the Holy Ghost came, when Jesus was going through that darkest night that any man has ever went through before in the history of the world, before and until now, Jesus looked around him. And you know what the Bible says? Mark 14 and 50 says that they all forsook him. Jesus in his darkest hour, brother Rick, looked around and he couldn't find anybody. Everyone that he had invested in, everyone that he had preached to, everyone that he had reached for, he looked around and the Bible says they all forsook him. They didn't have staying power. When push came to shove, they decided it would be better to protect their own body. To protect their own life. It would be better just self-preservation came along. But Jesus said, I've got news for you. What I'm getting ready to send your way is going to give you staying power. Next time when push comes to shove and the threats start coming from all different corners. Instead of turning tail and running. You're going to have the confidence just to stand and say, I believe in Jesus. I stand on his word. Before the Holy Ghost fell, everybody left him, everybody abandoned him. But after the Holy Ghost fell, Jesus gave them power to become martyrs for his name. Powers to witness to everybody about who Jesus was. So when the world came knocking on their door that time, did you know that all of the disciples except one gave their life for Jesus? They were all slaughtered and they all died except for one of them. Before they weren't willing to do that. But afterwards, after Jesus gave them power, after Jesus filled them with the Holy Ghost, you know what you can do today? After you receive the Holy Ghost, you can live for Him in the midst of the darkest world the world has ever seen. You can live for Jesus when there's haters all around. You can live for Jesus when the government opposes him you can live for Jesus when the nation is against him you can live for Jesus when the media outlets all hate him you can live for Jesus when the authorities that be hate him because he's given us power I'm thankful for the power of the Holy Ghost 
But you know what's so unique about the Holy Ghost? We all celebrate it like it's a one-time thing. No, it's not. You need that power every day. How do you keep living for God in the midst of this ungodly world? You've got to have a connection to your power source, and that is the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost gives you staying power, but not if you don't stay connected to that power source. There ought to never be a day go by where you don't find yourself in a prayer closet somewhere talking in tongues and refreshing yourself in the power of the Holy Ghost hallelujah hallelujah but the question is what happens after Pentecost Last week we celebrated Pentecost coming and I'm thankful that the power of the Holy Ghost fell in that little upper room and changed the world. But what happens after Pentecost? What is our obligation once Pentecost comes? The answer today we found in our text. It is just simply that they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine. What do we do after after Pentecost we continue what do we do after the pen after the Holy Ghost has gotten a hold of you and changed you and filled you and changed your life you just continue you continue steadfastly you continue believing you continue preaching you continue praying that's what we need today more than anything else we need to just continue that's our obligation What's our obligation to a lost and dying world? Our obligation is to continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Rome doesn't like it. That's okay. We're going to continue anyways. The powers that be don't like it. That's okay. We're going to continue anyways. America doesn't like it. America doesn't support it. America's drifting further and further away from God. That's okay. I'm going to continue. Hollywood hates the message celebrities hate the message that's okay we're going to continue you want to know who else hates the message denominal Christianity denominal Christianity doesn't like the message they say stuff like you really still believe that stuff you really believe that about the Holy Ghost yes I do absolutely because I've experienced it for myself Come on, they may ask you if you really believe that and you should say, yes, I do. Why? Because I'm continuing steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. What you really need to do, Brother Jeff, is you got to flip it back on them. I believe it because Peter preached it. I believe it because the apostles believed it. My question is, why don't you? I'm continuing. Why aren't you? I'm continuing believing in one God. Why don't you? I'm continuing preaching Jesus' name, baptism. Why aren't you? I'm continuing believing in holiness. Why don't you? Hallelujah. I'm excited today to preach to believers that are continuing in the apostles' doctrine. We've got to continue. Continue continue that is the message of the hour continue keep going don't quit keep believing keep preaching it continue what did they do after Pentecost they just kept going 
Come on. I'm not here to preach something super deep from the Word of God. I'm not trying to blow your mind or anything by some scriptural revelation that popped out of nowhere. I'm just trying to encourage you. Your obligation today, it's really simple. You're just supposed to continue. What am I supposed to do? I'm just supposed to continue. Just live for God. Just believe His Word. Just keep walking with Him. Just continue. There's certain things that happen when you continue in the apostles' doctrine. Mark chapter 16, verses 17 and 18 says this, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. What happens when we just continue in the apostles' doctrine? Healings happen. When people start continuing in the apostles' doctrine, what happens when we preach Acts 2.38, an infilling of the Holy Ghost. People get filled with the Holy Ghost. That's what happens when you continue in the apostles' doctrine. What happens when the Holy Ghost goes forth and the Word of God is preached? People with addictions and sins that they couldn't break otherwise are able to get freedom because of the preaching of the Holy Ghost. That's what happens when you continue. You want to know what else happens when you continue? Acts chapter 2, verse 46 and 47. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And here we go. Here's what happens when you continue in the apostles' doctrine. And the Lord added to the church Daily, such as should be saved. Two things happen whenever you continue in the apostles' doctrine. The first thing you've got to notice is there were unity. There was unity. They just continued in one accord. They weren't just one accord in the upper room. They continued in one accord. They continued marching in the same direction, praising the same God, preaching the same message. Unity comes when you continue in the apostles' doctrine. But next, they continued and revival began to spread. And it spread from house to house and from city to city. And God began to add to the church daily such souls as should be saved. Revival just began to spread like wildfire all across that first century country, all over the place. People began to speak in tongues. People began to be baptized in Jesus name and believe in the Lord all over Jerusalem and all over the world 
how did it happen? Why did it happen? It didn't happen because they watered down the message. It didn't happen because they decided, well, if we started out with 500 and now we only have around 120, our message must not work. It must not be what everybody wants. No, they continued in the apostles' doctrine. They just preached the word. They just believed what Jesus said to believe. And one after one, one by one, God just started adding to the church. And I believe with all of my heart, God's going to do that right here in Purcell, Oklahoma. God's going to, we've already filled this building, but he's going to continue to fill it. And that new building that's on his way, God's going to fill that building. We're going to look around by people that are in the church and you're going to point at people and you're going to be like, you know what, Brother Chad? I don't even know how they got here. I know their story. I know what God brought them out of, but I don't know how they got here. It must have been a work of the Holy Ghost. It must have been the Lord that brought them to this house. That's what happens when you continue in the apostles' doctrine. Hallelujah. Revival just started spreading. And you know what? It spread so much that it made the world mad. And it made the religious leaders of the day angry. And they looked around and they got together and they tried to figure out how can we put out that revival fire. And they started persecuting the church. But Brother Cody, do you know what happens when they persecuted the church? It started growing more. It's like gasoline on a fire. When the world gets angry and starts messing with the church, the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. So when persecution comes, the only other option is just a massive revival, just massive growth. That's what happens when you continue in the apostles' doctrine. So they persecuted the church. You know what else happened? After they began to persecute the church and the church began to grow more, look what's said in Acts chapter 17 and verse number 6. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren under the rulers of the city. And here's what they cried, and I love it today. They cried, these that have turned the world upside down. You want to know what happens when you continue in the apostles' doctrine? You turn the world upside down. But you know what? That was coming from the world's perspective. Brother Jeff, when the world starts preaching, when the church starts preaching and the church starts growing, the world thinks to themselves, the church is turning the world upside down. But that's not true. You want to know what turned the world upside down? It's sin. Sin turns the world upside down. Sin takes everything the way that it's supposed to be and turns it into a nasty, deformed self. They turned the world upside down through their sin. You want to know what the church is doing when it continues in the apostles' doctrine? It starts turning the world right side up. That's what happens. They were spreading the word all across that place, and people's worlds were beginning to turn right side up. I'm talking about families that started coming together again that never used to talk to each other. I'm talking about broken relationships getting 
mended. I'm talking about addicts finding deliverance and bitterness getting taken care of and jealousy getting washed away and revivals dying. I'm talking about a move of the Spirit that can only happen when people continue in the apostles' doctrine. You know what we need to do today? We need to start turning our worlds right side up. Starting with me, God, turn my world right side up. Then turn my family's world right side up. Young people, you need to turn your schools right side up. Everyone else at your job, you need to turn your job right side up. Don't listen to the world. You know, religion doesn't belong here. Absolutely, whenever you walk into that place, you're walking with the name of Jesus on your life and his spirit inside of you and they can't help but know the difference you ought to turn your job right side up for Jesus Christ if we start turning our world right side up you want to know what's going to happen come on people are going to come to the Lord hallelujah my question today is I'm preaching about it. I'm doing the best that I can do today. Talking about turning the world right side up and continuing in the apostles' doctrine. But here's my question today. Do you really believe that it can happen again? That's the question. Do you really believe that it can happen again? Brother Rick, they were so, it wasn't just a me thing. It wasn't just a Peter and his personal walk with the Lord thing. Everywhere Peter went, he was turning worlds right side up. If it happens again, it'll only happen when churches get hungry for a move of God. When churches stop getting satisfied with ordinary and start getting hungry for a difference to take place. I believe with everything in me that we can have another great awakening in this place. I believe we can have another great awakening in this country. I believe we can have another great awakening in this state. And I believe it can happen in this city. You know what I have read stories about? I've read stories of revival fires taking hold and burning so hot in cities that, that bars dried up. You know what we really need in Oklahoma, Papa? We need a move of God so strong that it shuts every weed dispensary in this state up. The government doesn't know what to do with it. If the church would be the church, that would fix the problem. We ought to have every business owner that sells alcohol. We ought to have every business owner that sells weed mad and upset at the church and trying to figure out how to shut us down because we done turned the world right side up. That's what happens when we continue in the apostles' doctrine. I wonder if you could stand and the music could come to a close. That's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take to see revival today. We're going to have to sell out. We're going to have to give everything for the cause of Christ and decide that I'm going to turn every everything I touch has got to go right side up. If you've got the Holy Ghost, if you're prayed up, if you're living like you ought to be living, everything you touch starts going right side up. People ought to be able to point to you and know, you know what? They know where to go. The world knows where to run. 
when things start happening and things start falling apart in their life, they don't go, they look, they know exactly where to run. They go find that believer. They go find that tongue talker. The one that everybody else makes fun of. When trouble starts breaking loose, that's the one that they run to because they can feel that tug of God from your life. We need a move of the Spirit. And it can only happen if we continue. I wonder today, and I know the answer because I know the people that are here, that you love God and that you're committed to this thing and that you want to see revival. But I wonder if just one more time, if we could just gather around the front and find a place to pray. I open these altars. I wonder if we could just recommit ourselves today to that vision, turning our worlds right side up. I wonder if we could just find a place to pray and just ask God, God, give us one more touch of your spirit, one more refreshing of your spirit. Lord, help me to commit to turning everything in my world right side up in the name of Jesus.